Hi, this is Jundo. Welcome to Trinity. Now, a lot of you might not know this because really I kind of look like this with my own face. But it's Halloween! Hey, trick or treat! And uh, tonight, right here in the Zendo, I'm making a haunted house for some of my son's elementary school friends. This old building makes a great haunted house. I'm going to do lots of spooky noises and lights and ooh, scary things. So that let me think that a great subject for our talk today would be the things that scare us. By the way, let me offer you a little Halloween candy. Go ahead, help yourself. You know, Halloween is a great time for us to kind of laugh at our fears. Just like seeing those scary movies in the movie theater. We can face our fears and it's safe. But in real life there are a lot of real fears. And one of the best medicines I know for fear is, you guessed it, this Buddhist way. But there's something about some of the things you read about fear in Buddhism that really I think is a little bit misleading and took me a long, long time to figure out. As a matter of fact, a lot of Buddhists might still disagree with what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. You see, you read a lot of the books on Buddhism and it sounds like that you become enlightened or uh, you become Buddha and you're completely, completely beyond all fear. That's it. You don't fear anything. You can go up behind the Buddha and go, Boo! Buddha! And he wouldn't even flinch. Well, that might be true for Buddha. But I don't think it's true for most human beings. It's certainly not true for me. I'm still afraid of a lot of stuff. I gotta tell you, this is just pure coincidence, and it's a true story. It just happened right after we finished our Zazen Kai today. Gina was here, and my son suddenly yells, Dad, the cat brought a bird in the house. So I run over to the house, and there's this bird fluttering all over the house, a little in shock. And I start running through the house. I, okay, I have to admit it. Gina saw it. Kind of screaming like a four-year-old girl. I admit it. At which point, my son, the bird lands on the floor. My son just reaches over, nine years old, with his hand, picks up the bird, opens the door, takes the bird outside. It'll be problem like, did you get the bird? Did you get the bird? You know, when I was young, I saw that Alfred Hitchcock movie, The Birds, and I've still been a little, you know, freaked out by birds since that time. And the funny thing is, I had been thinking that I'm going to go in and give a talk about being afraid. If they could only see me running around the house going, did you get the bird? That's the thing. A lot of things still scare me. I have to fly a lot. A little bit. I'm still a white knuckle flyer. The plane hits, bumps. I grab the seat a little tightly. Go to the doctor's office and crosses my mind that it could be the diagnosis. You know what I mean. The diagnosis. A little bit. The hairs on the back of my head stand up. But you know what? 
I think that's a good thing. And I really don't want to trade that away. Why? First off, I think fear is hardwired into us. It keeps us alive. If I wasn't afraid of putting my hand on a hot stove, uh, I'd probably burn my hand a lot. And if there's a tiger at my door, I'm not going to invite the tiger in. I'm going to head out the back door screaming like a little girl. I hope that's not sexist to say, by the way. Let's just say screaming like a little boy. In any case, fear is something that's part of life, like happy days and sad days and times to laugh and times to be a little afraid. Is that an aspect of the rich banquet of life that I really want to trade away? I want to say no. I even want to appreciate those moments of fear, like I appreciate the scary movies in the theater. But this is where Buddhism offers something else too. A realm, a vision, a, a being uh, we encounter, we embody beyond all fear. Truly. There's no you to be afraid and no other to be afraid of. And in between, no fear, nothing to be snatched away, no blood for the vampire to suck, no Frankenstein to chase you through the woods. Just this beautiful, empty, flowing wholeness where there is never, never cause to be afraid. And it's true. We touch this, we embody this through our shikantaza practice. But this is where I think a lot of Buddhism has been quite misleading because it makes it sound again like an either-or proposition. Once you encounter this place and learn to live it and embody it beyond all fear, that's it. You're never afraid again. I don't think so. I don't need that. I don't want that. I would rather encounter the realm where on the one hand I taste fear but also I'm beyond all fear at the same time. And I've learned to encounter this at times of going into the doctor's office for that diagnosis, getting on the plane when the turbulence are really, really bad. I can find that still center. I sit there. I am there. There is nothing to fear. Even as part of me, maybe like looking out of life out of the left eye and the right eye, even as part of me is still afraid. Fear in moderation, I don't think is a bad thing. We do not, however, need or want to be prisoners of fear. That's very different. We had some people this week on the forum write about having panic attacks. If once in a while you get a panic attack, that's natural. That's human. Sitting zazen with a panic attack, what do you do? Just breathe. Let the panic be if you can. Observe it. You know, resisting the panic, hating that you're panicked, uh, wishing not to be panicked, makes it worse. Sit with the panic. And if, you, if it's so bad that you even need to break off zazen, do. If it happens once in a while, it's not a problem. Now, if it happens all the time, or is so regular that it's and strong, that it's debilitating, that it's interfering with your life, that it's really, really uh, something serious, 
to Zazen, but also seek outside care, outside treatment for it. There's nothing about Zazen that says if you're sitting Zazen, you cannot also seek treatment for many of the problems in life, such as depression, such as alcoholism, such as panic. Why not? When we sit Zazen and we're depressed, we just sit with the depression, just observe it. But then, if the depression is so serious, so bad, that it's interfering with your life, go seek treatment for it. It's not an either-or proposition either. And also try to taste that place that is beyond all addiction, that is beyond all fear, that is beyond all sadness. That's our Zazen too. So that's what I thought is misleading in Buddhism sometimes, this either-or view. We can be free of all fear, even when there's a bird chasing us through the house. Shall we sit with them? Trick or treat. <laughs>